Welcome to the Very Jessica Podcast. I'm Jess and I'm here to guide you into confidence and stepping into your power. In today's episode, I'm chatting to Mickey from SITS Coaching. Now, Mickey is a super successful musical theatre performer, but also a self-esteem coach. And today we dive into her journey to being unapologetic in her own skin and her top tips for us all to raise our self-esteem. Mickey, how are you today? How are you feeling? I am so good. Today started off a little rough, uh, but you know, I just changed my mindset a little bit. And I was like, you know what? All these things that are getting to me, I can't actually do anything about them. They're all out of my control. So I'm going to take a deep breath and uh, get on a call with Jess. <laughs> it's funny you should mention mindset because, hey, this podcast yes. is like you knew. It's a good little segue, yeah. <laughs> so the first thing I want to touch on is, obviously, you're an incredible uh, life coach. Your business is thriving. I just want you to explain to us like what led you on this path of serving, of coaching. Um, I obviously know a lot about your life, but for the listeners, like what led you here? Yeah. Um, so my dad is a life coach. Uh, so I was kind of raised being life coached without knowing it. Um, so I was definitely like in that environment already in that way of thinking. And, um, I think what, what really led me to becoming a life coach is I, I worked a contract where I was, I was getting a lot of feedback about my physical appearance and I was, it kind of hit me like <laughs> out of nowhere. And I was like, oh, this is a feeling that I, I don't know. I, I'm unfamiliar with this feeling. Um, I, I'm, I'm not out of shape by any means, but you know, the entertainment industry is, is rough sometimes. Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and I got, I got kind of blindsided with that and I didn't have the tools to deal with it. I just wanted to take myself out of the situation. Um, and so I finally started listening to like this little voice inside of me that was like, Hey, maybe you should try and figure out an avenue to be able to help other people when they run into the situation or run into things that they can't control that are closely connected with things that they love. Um, I love the entertainment industry. I love my job and my career, but it can get a little nasty sometimes. Um, mm. And so I, I decided to finally make a decision for myself. Um, and I got my life coaching certification in 2018. Uh, at the same time that I was on the road doing a show eight times a week. So mm, that was, wow. that was a challenge um, <laughs> to say the least. It was a challenge and it took me a little longer than, you know, everyone else in my class, but I, I did it. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I honestly just used that certification for my, my own personal use and like the things that I was learning, I used for myself and instead of coaching other people for about two years. And then 2020 happened and I had nothing but time. And I thought, you know, I did spend money and time investing in myself and getting this certification. So I'm going to do something with it. And then, you know, Castle in the Sky Life Coaching, SITS Coaching was, was born. And uh, I have this really cute little, awesome, supportive community that is growing and you know, just, just makes me really happy. And I like wake up and I have something to do now, which mm. is really great. 
And we're so grateful that you decided to push that because knowing you as a friend and like, you know, for anyone who is listening, myself and Mickey met working on a cruise ship. We're both performers uh, before 2020, you know. (laughs) Yes. You know, we won't mention that right now. This is escapism. What happened? Nothing happened in 2020. It's all nothing. Um, and one thing that has always, you know, I've always looked up to you about, and you know, this might seem different in your mind. Cause I know the way we look at other people is not always how we see ourselves where others look at us. Mm-hmm. I've always seen you as a very unapologetic person. You stand in your power. You're confident in your body. Um, you're the kind of person who walks in a room and people notice you. And, and in my mind, you're okay with that. And you're, you, you're an influential person and all of these things. And so for anyone's listening who isn't feeling so unapologetic in their own skin, in their own mind, in their own personality, like, you know, A, does that resonate with you? Is that how you feel? Or is that just my opinion with you? And B, what would your advice be for others? Yeah. uh, Well, first part of that question, I feel like, um, you know, and and I know there are people listening that are not in the entertainment industry, Mm -hmm. but that is, I mean, that's a huge part of my life. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm going to draw on that experience, but being in the entertainment industry, you know, we're always told that there's someone that can do what we're doing better or like, why, why should we hire you? Like, why are you the best? And, and I think that that drain, I mean, and I honestly, that's in things, not just the entertainment industry. I mean, that's like, you're, you're growing up and people are like, you have to be better than this person. You have to be, what makes you special? And, and I think that one day something just clicked in my head and it was probably, you know, the countless audition rooms I was going into hearing no or hearing yes with there being no rhyme or reason yeah. to those yeah. answers. I, I think I finally just got to the point where I realized that like what makes me special is that I am me. And mm, say that again. Literally, say it again. <laughs> what what makes me special is that I am me. Mm. Like there's there's literally like there's no one like Jess. Mm. There's no one like Mickey because we we've had the experiences that we've had, and no one else has had those experiences. And the experiences that we have are informing the decisions that we make. And so there literally cannot be another person that is like you. So at the end of the day, you're not really like fighting against anyone else to like be in the spotlight. You're because you're not them. And if the spotlight is for them, then it's for them. And if it's for you, it's for you. So I think just understanding the fact that you are an individual and special, unique person just in and of the fact that you are alive and breathing yeah. <laughs> and you are a person. And that's I that's not a thing that that we're taught. Uh, I think we're taught to be better than this person. And, and I, I don't really feel like I need to be better than, (laughs) than anybody else. I'm just, I'm just me. So, so I think that once I, once I connected in my head that like, all I have to do is just be myself and listen to what I want and what I need and, and how I respond to things like that, that is what makes me special. And that's what makes me deserving. Oh my God. That was, that's just, there's so much to even unpack from that, which I don't feel we need to. But for me, listening to that, I'm like, it's simple that that you're, to be unapologetic is all about acceptance and, and just owning your experience. Like you said, like that gave me chills. The power is already in who you are. Yeah. And so often I find we're reaching for something else. Oh, when I do this, then I'll be confident. Or when I've got that, then I'll be happy. Right. 
And actually, it's, you know, we both we both work very similar mindset and that is all already inside you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And that's just the way you just said that was just perfect. And I hope if anyone listening isn't standing there feeling that right now, your pain makes you who you are, your experience makes like exactly what you said. Yeah. And, and I think too, you know, there've been, there've been moments in my life where, um, you know, specifically people have, have expected things from me that I didn't think that I could do. Okay. Um, but I, but I actually could do them. Like for mm. instance, you know, keep tying it back to the theater industry. But I mean, even the contract that we worked, I, I was hired as a singer and then things happened. And all of a sudden I'm like doing a dancer track in, in <laughs> a show that I literally would have never auditioned for. Like I would have <laughs> never put myself up for that role, mm. but I was already, I already had the contract. It was already signed. And the people in charge of me were saying, you have to learn this dance and you have to do this in front of people. And I mean, Jess can attest. I mean, I was working really hard to do it, but I mean, it was definitely not something that I ever would have said, okay, Mickey, this is your thing. You can do this. So and I know she actually smashed it, but, well, <laughs> but it was very stressful. <laughs> it was very stressful for me. And, and I just kind of had to, I, that was a moment where I had to kind of let go and be like, you know what, somebody sees something in me that I don't see in myself because, you know, I don't know everything. And if, and that's happened vocally, that's happened dance wise, that's happened just in jobs. That's, I mean, people have, have looked and been like, Hey, I want you to do this. And the funny thing is, <laughs> is like, honestly, maybe I, and maybe they didn't actually think I could do it and they were just trying to fill a spot and I made myself do it. You know what yeah, I mean? It's wow. like all mind over matter. <laughs> like yeah. either like, way. Right. Yeah. Like maybe, you know, cause sometimes they, maybe they were like, we need to fill this spot. And then I showed up and was like, great, look at this thing that I can do. Yeah. So it's, it's all about like believing in yourself and, and not listening to that, that self-doubt that comes up. Yeah. And that, I mean, that leads me into my next question perfectly. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> so you are a self-esteem coach. Yes. And I wanted to ask you about your own journey with self-esteem. And I know you've covered quite a bit. And I also just wanted to say, like, if somebody's listening and they feel like a very low self-esteem, they don't really like themselves. And, you know, I say like because half the problem isn't loving yourself it's just right. actually liking um, <laughs> right. you know what your sort of top tips and we will add in at the end how you can you know follow Mickey work with Mickey but you know if you would share something that if someone's listening now feeling low like they don't like themselves at all what would your sort of steps be for them yeah yeah so there's like two things that that are you know two of my favorite things to do when I'm working with someone is the first the first thing is I always like to do like a life container exercise. And this is something that, that is definitely, and I don't know if it's specific to where I got my coaching certification or what, but they talk about this life container a lot. Right. And basically I, I have that, you know, I give them a homework assignment where they write down, you know, they think of the big five big things that happened in their lives. They could be positive things, negative things, whatever, just five things that stick out in their brain from birth to now. And you write the emotion that is attached to that. So you write not not the actual event, you write down the, the emotion. And then we draw a little box with their name in the middle and we put all the emotions in the box. And then I'm like, this is your life container. And the negative feelings are the cracks 
feelings and the positive feelings are, are like the actual solid container. And you look at this and now if you see this box, like how solid does it look? Like, how do you feel about this box? And I think a lot of the way that I coach is very like, you know, (laughs) woo woo is kind of like what what I call it. Cause I'll be like, visualize this. And like, so this container is in your soul. Is there a lot of cracks? How have you, have you, you know, pasted over the cracks with, with how you've Mm. dealt with things. And, and a lot of the time when I do that exercise with people, you know, first of all, just recounting things that have happened in your life already get you in your feelings. Like you're already thinking about yourself and and how you've Mm. overcome things. But a lot of the time when people do that, they, they look at this container and they're like, wow, like I've been through a lot and, and these are the cracks that I've overcome. And, and they already start to feel a little bit of love for themselves when they separate it outside of their body. Because when it's so in you, you know, you're just like, oh, I don't know. It's a mess inside. <laughs> like, I have yeah. no idea what it is. Mm-hmm. But when you pour it out and you look at it, it's almost like reading a story of someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, and you know, if you're an empathetic person, you can feel for someone else, but you can't really feel for yourself sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so I always do that. I love um, that. Yeah. And, and uh, one of the, one of the silly things that, that I do, um, is I always have my clients create a gremlin, yeah. um, <laughs> which where they, uh, they're going to stop calling it self-doubt. They're going <laughs> to, they're going to separate it and they're going to create an entity, uh, that is a gremlin and we're going to figure out what it looks like and how big it is and its name <laughs> and its color and its gender identity and all of this. So literally from that moment on, we refer to that negative self-talk as like George, or mm-hmm. uh, Bill, that big slimy thing in the mm-hmm. corner. And when you do that, you know, you can you can start to try and discount the negative mm-hmm. things that yeah. your gremlin is telling you mm-hmm. instead of, because, you know, if you walked outside of the house and someone was there and they were like, you suck and you can't achieve anything, you would probably have some sort of response. <laughs> but <laughs> I tell them to F off. <laughs> right. But it's, but it's definitely, it's hard to do that for yourself. Like yeah. you hear that and you're like, you're like, oh, wow, that's, that's correct. Mm-hmm. I'm telling myself this. So it has to be the truth. Mm-hmm. But when you separate it, and you're like, no, you know, Phoebe over there in the corner <laughs> is yeah. saying all this stuff to me. How can you discount it? Um, so, so those are those are two things that I usually I do with my clients. And it's really funny when I introduce the the gremlin thing because yeah, <laughs> people are like, like hey. we're doing what? And I'm like, strap in. Here we go. You signed up for a. But coach. just so you know, my I don't call it a gremlin, but I do do the thing where I give it a name. Yes. And mine is called Chip, and she's a bitch. <laughs> And, um, and my coach, cause I have a coach as well. We've spoken about this before. And I think this, this really made me laugh. Um, she, hers is like, I can't remember the name, but it's like an old woman. And when she's kicking off, she like pours her a pot of tea and makes her go sit in the corner yes. with her tea. <laughs> so, you know, anything works. Yeah, anything works. Like I, I always, I, and also because, you know, self, self doubt is, is, and I mean, depending on, you know, the, the client that I'm working with, but a lot of times mm. like this is, this is like crippling for some people. And so mm. whenever, you know, I, I ask them, you know, what does this self-doubt tell you? Like, what does this negative talk tell you? And sometimes when it's getting heavy, I'm like, great, we're going to create this gremlin. And then before wow. you know it, this person is laughing, talking about this ridiculous yeah. creature that we've <laughs> created. And, and now, you know, throughout, throughout our sessions, you know, I'll bring up this creature and every time mm. I bring up the creature, they'll, they'll start laughing. And I'm like, wow. yes. Yeah, so you see that this, uh, this negative self-talk, like we have no time for it. Like we have, <laughs> we have no time for this, this 
gremlin so yeah yes, fine. <laughs> thank you so that's great so if you are sitting at home and you've listened to that there's two things you can do right now mm-hmm. you know you can unpack your top five events and look at this container like mickey said and you can also give yourself doubt a name and a and a you know gender or a creature or anything like and a specific start recognizing it right and it does take the work. And I think Mickey will agree, it takes the work, but it's worth it. Yeah. You know, when it's not, when you self-doubt isn't in the driving seat anymore. Absolutely, yeah. And I think that that's something that you offer as well. You have a realness about you, which I'm like, hey, Mickey's not just telling me what to do. She's doing this herself as well. Yeah. yeah. You know, and so what do, you know, for instance, if you wake up, you know, we all have shitty days, like, (laughs) you know, you know, what is your like fallback? Do you have any rituals? Do you have anything that, you know, helps you, even if it's not like spiritual, even it's just like, hey, I pour myself this drink and I sit in this spot or anything. I I am a huge, I'm a huge um, advocate kit for CBD. Okay. Um, I love it. I love CBD and Mm -hmm. and in like the most, in like the all the legal forms. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I love, I have CBD honey and I, you know, I don't actually know if it's like actually doing anything for me. It could very much well be a placebo effect, but I put it in chamomile tea and mm-hmm. I will literally I love just like go and sit and drink it. Just drink. <laughs> like I, I'm just having to sip my tea. Yeah. That's, see how that triggered me. I'm going to yeah, sip my tea. Absolutely. I will, I will drink it. And I mean, it, and there are like different types of tea. I mean, obviously I'm, I'm speaking, speaking to an English person right now. <laughs> yeah, we know our tea. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, and there are certain types of tea that literally calm you Mm, like that is mm. that is what it is for and Mm -hmm. and I I definitely am a huge huge proponent for that and then also you know just like going outside like I Mm. going outside is a huge thing going outside without without my phone just like outside with my dog and I'm just outside and and that that is enough and it's almost instant like as soon as I go outside you know with if it's cold then like the shock of the cold it's like whoo I don't even know what I was, <laughs> mm. I don't know what I was stressed about because now I'm cold or, yeah. you know, you know, it's, it's, it's all about, you know, I think changing your environment. So if, you know, you, you get to a point where you're like, Ooh, I'm so stressed out. This is causing me a lot of problems. I, you, you press pause on that and you, and you step away and you change your environment. So whether that's, you know, going outside or drinking tea or, you know, just leaving the room and going to another room, like changing the environment, like definitely is, uh, is, is helpful when you're trying to get out of situations like that. I love that. So it's, you know, even if, I don't know, you can't get outside or if you can't do something, you can literally just move and, you know, change your environment and hopefully that's going, you know, not hopefully that will. And so if you're listening and you're in those situations, yeah, it, I mean, change it. even so much as, you know, like I have a desk in my room and I like work at my desk, but then sometimes I'll just get up and go lay on my stomach on the bed. <laughs> and like, that is enough. Like that's enough of like a stepping away and changing my environment, just like doing something different than mm-hmm. what is stressing me out. That's amazing. This wasn't even something I was going to bring up, but it's sort of feeling like it's going that way. Like I always talk about this state of like being versus doing. Mm. And it sounds to me like what you're sort of encouraging is like that remembering that we're a human being and we're not just like, 
having to do our to-do lists or having to work all the time. And, you know, that's like you said, just going and lying on the front. Like that's something that can cause a lot of guilt for people. Like I can't lie down. I'm meant to be working. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, well, if you lie down for five minutes, you'll probably work harder. So get over yeah, it, right? <laughs> I, I often like tell people tell people that about <laughs> about the fact that you know you're not waiting for anything. Like you are in your life. Like this is your life right now. Mm. Like it's not. You know, I I know that you know if we're if we're in school or something or like on a contract or something, we're like, oh, when I graduate or like when this contract's over or this, and it's like mm. you are in your life. You're not waiting for anything to happen to do your next step. So. Mm. So when it comes to, you know, needing to step away or pressing pause or whatever, like it's all about like granting yourself grace. And I feel like mm. we, we no, we weren't, we aren't taught to grant ourselves grace. We're taught to like power through and not show emotion and, and not show weakness and yeah. toxic positivity and everything is going to mm-hmm. be okay. And, and like, while th- that is good, you know, being positive is good. It's also not good to not feel your negative mm. feelings. <laughs> Yeah. And I say that about toxic positivity as well, is that like, you know, we say to people with like, you know, somebody's got really catastrophic thinking, they think everything's going to be always the, I actually call it dead in a ditch syndrome. Like, you know, because I had it to the point where like my mum was late coming home from bingo and I like was in a state of panic because I thought she'd been in a car crash and was dead in a ditch but realistically she was in traffic Mm -hmm. everything was fine but like you know that we tell people that's unrealistic to think like that all the time on the same note it's unrealistic to think positively all the time like who thinks everything's going to turn out the best every single time right um I know that might sound counterintuitive to what we do, but you know, some days I actually think, oh my God, what is the point? Why, you know, (laughs) this sucks. And, you know, luckily now I have the tools, like you said, to to work through it, to bring myself out of that pretty quickly. But, you know, it's just recognizing that we're not these superhuman, like, machines that are going to always be positive. Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, one of the biggest things that I have had to deal with this well, I'd say this year, but 2020 and 2021 yeah. Yeah. Um, has been the fact that like our, I mean, and you as well, like our entire careers mm. are non-existent. Like this mm. thing that we literally <laughs> spent our entire lives working to get to this point. And, you know, for a while I was having this feeling where I was like, was that all a waste? Like all of the money and the time and the training that I put forth to be where I'm at. And now what is, was it even for? Like, is it, and, and I had a day where I was just sad about that. And, and I, you know, I called my mom and my mom was like, oh, you're sad. And was like instantly trying to make me happy. And I was like, no, I think I just need to be sad right now. Like, I think I just need to sit here and cry and then that'll be okay. Like tomorrow it will be fine. But if I don't like honor the feeling of sadness and like mourning and trauma, which is what it all is, then like, Mm. I'm just going to start spiraling (laughs) and I'm just pushing it down and pushing Mm. it down. Um, so I, and so I think that it's just, it's really important to be able to, you know, honor the feelings that you're feeling and, and deal with them and say, okay, hi, I hear you anxiety. I hear you sadness. I hear you panic. I hear you anger. Thank you mm-hmm. for showing up. Cause that's what you're supposed to do. And, um, now I'm going to move on with something else, but you can't just ignore the things like, yeah. 
yeah it's not it's, it's going to show up somehow thank you so much I think that's so powerful and you know to add on I think it's all part of the human experience yeah you know like this is meant to be up and down and ebbs and flows and all around the place like if you're happy all the time you're you're not doing it right or you're probably pushing a lot of things down or you know you're leaning on numbing things yeah, and things and, that are and I also think that it, I also think that you know you can be a happy person mm. and be sad on Tuesday <laughs> like mm. that's okay like you can be a generally happy person and on Friday you got really really pissed off about traffic mm. like that could like that can happen. And and I think that, you know, the the people that try to be, you know, mm. happy and positive 100% of the time, mm. I, I think that they, they may feel, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not that type of person, but I, but I'm speaking, you know, from, from that, that situation is maybe, you know, the feeling of like, oh, if I let that feeling in, that means that I'm not a happy person or I don't love my life or I'm negative. And it's like, no, it just means that, you know, you can yeah. be upset and also have a general, you know, good outlook on life. Like they're not, the two do not go together or yeah. cancel each other out. Yeah. They don't define you. And, you know, like I said, we're not really going into the 2020 madness, but we've been through a lot, Yeah, you know, we've been through a lot. So we're going to feel these emotions. This wasn't on any of our plan, nope. <laughs> um, you know, and, <laughs> you know, is we all got sideswiped a bit. So there are, there is a lot of emotion attached to that. And it's so important that we feel it out. Yeah. And so I've got a few questions that I'm asking every single person on the podcast. Great. So, and it's just like, you know, first it comes to your head. What does healing mean to you? Healing means being honest. Um, mm. Healing, healing means, you know, not, not lying to yourself. Um, because I, I think that that's, that's a huge thing that I am, I am a huge, I am, a, I'm a huge person that does that. Like I, mm-hmm. I will lie to myself about things sometimes because it's easier than like digging into the, the, you know, whatever could be like childhood trauma or like something that causes you to be the way that you are. If you, if you're not honest with yourself, you know, then you're not going to be able to heal. And I think, you know, you're, it's the easiest in the world to lie to yourself because mm. <laughs> nobody can yeah. call you on it. No one's going to call you out. <laughs> no one can call you on that. And you can just, you know, you can definitely live your life, like pushing things down and lying to yourself. And maybe your life won't be terrible, but your life will exponentially be better if you are honest with yourself. And, you know, I think it also, I think healing also involves outsourcing. Like I'm a huge, you know, mental health person. And I had my first legitimate therapy appointment in seven years yesterday. And, and Mm -hmm. I, I think that for a long time, I was like, I don't know. I mean, I'm a life coach. Like, is it weird to go to therapy if I'm like, yeah, like yeah. not, you know, I, I definitely agree, you know, coaches should have coaches, but I was like, therapy is different. Mm, and I was yeah. like, and if I go to therapy, does that mean that I, I can't be a life coach? But then I was like, no, <laughs> doctors get sick. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's great. Doctors, Good point. Doctors get sick and doctors go to doctors. Um, mm. and so, yeah, I think, I think that, that healing, and that's a huge, that's actually something that I was talking to my therapist about yesterday is mm. healing is all about being honest with yourself and, you know, trying to live a life where you're not lying to yourself and, and you're the only person that. that can hold yourself accountable for that. 
yeah that's super powerful you know what are you hiding from yourself what do you need to work through might seem scary but there's beauty on the other side there's freedom right okay next one you ready I'm ready what advice would you give your younger self? Ooh, I love this question. <laughs> Me too. I ask everyone it literally all the time. It's about the fifth time in our friendship I've asked it to you. <laughs> I love this question. Um, but I, I think that maybe it changes every time you ask. Probably, it. yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think I would, I would tell myself, <laughs> I would tell myself that I, that I am special and I am unique in being myself, kind of like what I was saying at the beginning of, you know, mm. not needing to be better. Um, because, you know, I, I grew up in, in an area uh, that was not as accepting as it could be with the fact that I'm black, my mom, my mom is white, my dad is black. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I didn't grow up in an area where that was very common or where that was very accepted. And wow. I always felt othered. So, so I think that, you know, growing up in that area and, and then going even to a college that was mostly white. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I kind of had a moment where I was like, I always felt like I didn't fit in and like, I needed to be like the people that were fitting in, but I can't change the color of my skin. So Mm -hmm. I guess I'll change what I do and how I speak and, you know, the people that I hang out with, because I want to fit into those people. Wow. So, so Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, if I were to tell my younger self anything, it would be that, that I am special and unique in mm. myself and, and that there is a place for me. I just maybe was geographically not in the <laughs> best place. <laughs> yeah, like we're talking physical sense right now. Like in the That's physical crazy. sense, I was ge- geographically not in the most supportive environment, but that moment that I graduated and started working in, you know, in the entertainment industry yeah. and like out in different cities and I moved to New York, New York mm. and, all of that, I, I was like, oh, wait, okay. Like I fit in here. Like this is, this is what I'm meant to be. Mm-hmm. And that definitely didn't come until I was like 25, wow. 26. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, w- I would just tell myself that, you know, and also a lot of the people that you call your friends are not your friends. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> that, that too. I'll say that again. <laughs> I think we can- all learn that. Yeah, I think that's a continual lesson. But I think yeah. what you said as well, reach out and to, you know, reaching out to anybody who feels different. If you are a person of color and you don't feel you fit in, if you are in a um, in an environment, you know, whoever you are, whatever you are, whatever you identify as, if you're feeling not accepted in this current place, there is a place for you. There's a place for everyone. Your people are out there somewhere you know, don't lose hope. Right. Yeah. And, and I think, thank it's, you it's, for sharing. Yeah. And I, I think it's, it's difficult too, like, especially for, for younger folks, mm. like being in an environment, like you feel like where you are raised and where you live is the entire world because mm. you don't have the option to go anywhere else. Yeah. Like, like you don't, you, you don't have the option to look at other places to live. Like, so that yeah. is your everything. And so your moment that, moment feels like forever. It feels like mm-hmm. an, an eternity. Um, so I think, you know, I feel like people, you know, people say it all the time, like, you know, the world's a big place. You'll find your place. You'll find your place, mm. but truly believing that, like, <laughs> like truly believing yeah. that you don't fit in to the environment that you're in, like you will definitely find your place. Yeah. 
completely and and it ties in as well with the fact that your cracks and your experience actually are your power like what you've said that's full circle and Mickey like thank you a for your openness and thank you for your spirit like you I just feel like you just emit this light from you and it's contagious and I just want to smile when I'm around you and if anyone hasn't checked Mickey out like please go to her page in the show notes I'm going to list everything um how you can contact Mickey, how you can work with her. Is there any um, anything you've got coming up, Mickey, that people can reach out and work with you or follow you? Yeah. So, so I recently, I have, I've, I finally figured out, you know, the, the type of programs that I want to offer. Like for for a long time, I was just doing just individual coaching sessions, but, but now that I've like figured out my niche and I'm like self-esteem, that's my thing. Like I figured it out. Um, I, I have some like really great programs, but my, (laughs) I have a program that is literally just like taken off and it's, um, it's my journaling program. So, so with, uh, so with my journaling program, you get a journal, like you actually get a journal and you get 10 journaling prompts that are connected to what you want to achieve because I give you a, a paper to fill out before this happens. Um, and, and so nobody's journaling prompts are the same. So they're all specific to what you want. And then every week we text for 15 minutes or we message or we talk or however you want about what the prompt was. So you get to journal and you have an accountability person and, and it's a 10 week long program. So it's Amazing. the cheapest of my programs. And like, truly people have been like, really, really responding to this specific program. Cause you know, we all hear that journaling is important. Yeah. I had this conversation with a client just before this. She's like, I don't know actually how to sit down and do it. Like it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really hard. And I, and I think that, you know, uh, you know, we always hear to journal and then, you know, people are like, oh, and here are journaling prompts. But when I was thinking about it, I was like, okay, so like, what are the obstacles when people want to journal, but like what is what gets in their way like number one going out and buying a journal literally that is an obstacle and Mm. i'm like okay so what if i provide a journal number two finding journaling prompts okay so they have to sit down and google journaling prompts and find ones okay so what if i give them journaling prompts oh accountability they'll fall off okay great so what if i give you accountability so it's it's basically just trying i basically created it by trying to find like all of the things that stand in people's way when they want a journal and like figuring out how I can support them to make it easy for them to do it. That's incredible. And I think that's so, so important for people to be able to do, especially when, if you want to dip your toe in and yeah. really start exploring. And there's so much powerful work is done. So definitely go ahead and check Mickey out. Um, I just love her. And, you know, we <laughs> have just been soul sisters since we met and our paths are always so aligned and if you could just say you know one last thing to anyone if they are feeling stuck right now um just like a word or a phrase or something to help them move forward with their lives um is there any last wisdom you'd like to share with us yeah um you know I think if you're if you're feeling stuck or you're feeling like you know you're you're artistically stifled or or you Mm -hmm. don't really know what to do next you know I would I would say go back to the basics and figure out why you wanted to do what you're doing in your life in the first place so you know if you if you are an if you're an artist and you don't want to create anymore or you're a business person and you can't come up with you know new new ideas and and content you know figure out why you wanted to do it in the first place and when you go back to the basics you go back to a you figure out why you wanted to do it you'll be able to to find out what your next step is going to be because the world is so crazy 
all the time, <laughs> all the time right. that it's, that it's so hard to, to get back to the basics and figure out like the basic framework. So just ask yourself why you wanted to do it in the first mm. place. Find your why. Mickey, I feel like we're going to need a part two. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm here. I feel like, are, you, are you down for part two? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Because I think it's going to need to happen because I could go on all night, but I, you know, I don't want to continue. I want to bring bring you back yeah. and do it, do another session. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on, sharing your light with us. And I really hope anyone listening has felt inspired by Mickey. Um, you know, when, when you look at Mickey, if you don't follow her already, Ready. she stands in her power and that is my wish for every anybody listening that you stand in your power own who you are and really fall in love with you step into the highest version of yourself mickey's an example of that so please go ahead and follow her love you all remember you're all meant for more mickey thank you thank you thank you, thank you for having me you're so welcome see you in part two <laughs> <laughs>